This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up, sisters and friends? Happy Monday, everybody. Y'all, I am truly so pumped for this podcast. First of all, I got my hubby beside me. We are in our house, so things are very chill. And we have two of our great friends here with us at our house. We've had already the best weekend. And now we get to do a podcast together. We have Maddie and Grant Trout in the house. Let's go. Let's go, y'all. I love it. This is, we've been waiting for this. We actually really have. This feels right. It this does. whole scene feels right. The Not only have now. we been waiting for this, but I feel like all of you have been, been waiting. Did we? They didn't even know it, but now they know it. They, they didn't, didn't know it, but this is the, what you didn't even know you needed, and now it's here, oh, and yeah. we're pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Truly, it was actually really funny because since y'all came in, we are like, oh yeah, and we'll talk about what we're going to talk about in the podcast. And then we never did. Not once. Guys, we have but no clue. We have no clue. This here. is the realest, most organic, unplanned Podcast and yeah. it's good and it's, it's just like it here's it's the, the overflow. Yeah, it's the overflow. So it's really cool just how I guess our relationship has formed. Um, we were just talking about how God's timing is so cool because when Maddie and I met, well, we met at Passion very briefly. It was before you on the show, and then at that same time, Christian and I had just got married and we moved to Auburn, Alabama. War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. Grant's not there I'm yet. Where well, he's there. a war. He goes. And what did you say the other day? He goes. Am I officially a War Eagle fan? Is that what you said? I think I, they're Tiger and the Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> he gets I'm very like, confused one? by the two masks. We had but anyways. That's a whole other argument topic. about this. It because, doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I know. Emphasis. Well, where's the should tiger I on campus? Say, should I say what I said that I think you have so to. bad? I, I, sure. I said LSU is the most known for the Tigers for sure. I think so. Auburn is not. You think it's an eagle. If you don't go to Auburn, you're like, oh, it's the Eagles yeah. and LSU Tigers. And Christian was like, no. No. Guys. no. LSU is not the most known tiger. Auburn Tigers. Yeah. Are you we are me? the Auburn Tigers, but we say War Eagle. War Eagle is just our war cry. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't get that, but I will say, and I was pregnant in this moment, so it could have been because I was pregnant, but I am such a War Eagle fan now that when the <laughs> Eagle was circling the field, I cried. Same. Same. I, mean, I had chills and that I cried. That makes me so happy. I went happy. to my first game last, when was that? Fo- first football game. First football game is the Iron Bowl. And well, and it was big. a really... It was really oh, sad ending this year. This past really? year, they, did you watch it? Yeah, when they almost won. Yeah, it was it was it was on our anniversary. Oh, man. No, yeah, I'm still mad about no, it. It ruined it was, our anniversary. Uh, <laughs> it was the not. Was not the mock no. oh, good. So I'm about to like no, post it. He, I'm like, we won. Like I'm fired is, up. Okay, there's two minutes left in the game, and he's about to like talk trash and be like, we won my first Iron Bowl and we come in and we- I thought it was me. I was like, my first I, 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 like, I have the favor of God on my life. And I was like, have you not learned? We can't post it until the game's over. Like, yeah. don't you know how Alabama is? Like they always, they got something up their sleeve at the very end every time. So I'm like, we have to wait and see how it ends. And thankfully he didn't post Thank it. You, and then we ended up 
losing. They and it was mind. so mm-hmm. sad. Game over. It was very sad. That was our anniversary. It was also the first anniversary we've had that I wasn't throwing up because oh. of either pregnancy or actually getting the stomach bug. So I was so excited for this anniversary. Praise the Lord. It, the oh no, bug. it was going great. And then Auburn was about to win. I was like, this is going to be the our greatest. best anniversary ever. And then it was like, uh, I was like, did Auburn football not know it was our anniversary and they had to win? it was a good game. It was a great game. And that's was. all we could ask. We were proud. Game. We yeah. were proud. Yeah. All that to say, he is now an Auburn fan. I love that. Glory and love it that. was a good game. And when the Eagles soared. To, yes. It's I didn't a cry, emotional. but it was like, I know. this is it was like the sun this was right. This is iconic. This feels right. Yeah. It was, it's powerful. It is. So if you're not an Auburn <laughs> fan, don't, don't get lost. The reason we're talking about this is because I lived in Auburn with Christian when we got married and Maddie was actually back home in Auburn at the same time. And so we got to know each other there, which was so special. God's timing is so good because she was going through something that I actually could somewhat understand. And so we got to be friends to each other in that. And then I've got to watch you do so many great things with the influence God put on your life, which we just had a great conversation about. And then meet the man of your dreams, Mr. Grant Trout right here. Y'all start a relationship, get married. Y'all are doing ministry together um, and and separately but together because we're married we've had great conversations about that as well and now we're here and so these people are truly so special to us and I want y'all to get to know them more uh there's so much we can learn from you guys and we have over the past 24 hours so let's just start with y'all's relationship how y'all met because how y'all met is very very cute he tells it better than I do I'll start but sometimes yeah I'll chime in because he'll leave out some details um wasn't looking for a woman. He's I'll already start there. he's already painting the picture. Okay. If you're watching the video version Guys, right now, he's in in the valley of Branson, Missouri. Yes, and I'm just doing ministry there and working I'm, for Kinnica. Working for Kinnica yeah. Camps Link here, not looking for a woman. Content, but it's kind of the first rumblings of like I could use a, like I would love to come home to a wife and just partner with a wife and I, I'm start praying. I'm just like Lord, if that's soon, like I just I I, I feel like I'm ready. And um, meanwhile, I, know I, I was like single and miserable. I was like, God, don't you love she's me? Like fasting. She's husband. like, Lord, I am ready. Like, yeah. it's I've been ready. And I come home to Dallas and um, my friend meets me by a fire pit and we're having this deep talk. And all of a sudden he kind of like stops me and he's like, Grant, uh, I have something serious to tell you. And I was like, yeah, I lean forward. He goes, I've set you up on a blind date and you're going to go. And I was like, what? I was like, I'm not going on a blind date like that. No. And he goes, Grant, who would you be if you didn't go? And kind of this like MJ, like you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And I was like, like, okay, I was like, I'm who, going. who would I be? And so I call Maddie out of the blue and I just said, Hey, my friend said, you are amazing. I would love to take you out. Um, do you want to go out? Well, and rewind. So I had gone on this podcast and the friend that he's referring to was interviewing me on this podcast. And he's like, I want to set you up on a date. Kind of same reaction. I'm like, I don't do blind dates. Like I want to stalk him. I want to see his profile. I want to see what he's about, you know, and I couldn't. And so I was kind of like, okay, but I'm asking all these questions. I'm like, get me into his personality. Like get me into his passions, like what his gift set, like his style, you know, I'm like asking all the questions and the I was like, matter, right? yeah, 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 yeah. and he's like, no, you're gonna, you're gonna love him. Like he's everything you've like described that you've been praying for and waiting for. And I'm like, okay, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. So anyways, we both say yes, kind of nervous, and we show up, and it was just this moment where I was like, I've never met, so I told y'all this morning, I've never met someone as passionate and in love with God as this woman. 
And I could just hear it in her heart as we're talking that our waiter would like, he didn't know how to come in and, and ask us what we wanted because we were like, so just like in it. And, um, truly that night, I feel like we both kind of knew it was so weird. We weren't looking for each other, but it was like, God was like, boom. And we drove around Dallas that night, just listening to music and laughing. And it was really... Now I got to say what y'all are listening to. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, the Lord has sanctified our hearts since then. It was the clean version of Drake. And so... <laughs> it was Jersey Drake. <laughs> it was hey, Jersey Drake. But it's sweet because of what you prayed. We did. We pulled over on the... He pulled over on the side of the road and we prayed for Drake. We did pray for Drake. So Jersey, if you're watching so this, I like... I hope that Jesus draws you. near to him and no, that his soul that is saved. you prayed for but a before man. before that. Oh, before that. I but did. That I prayed cool Pray for she's like, well. that's cool. We did pray for real But Drake. I did but pray. you prayed that's that true. you would find a man. She was just telling us that she would find a man who like, one, they can have deep conversations and truth and all that stuff, but then they can also have fun and like listen to Drake. Yeah. And like you prayed that. So then Grant's here like throwing out all these deep conversations, <laughs> having all this truth. Wow, God is so good. Then they get in the car and they're like, and he goes, do you want to listen to Drake? And Maddie's like, oh my gosh, you're my husband. I literally, like, I think a tear like fell down my that. cheek. And I was like, this is the moment like that I realized that I'm going to marry sure. this man. Sure. Yeah, which I'm not recommending. Don't write down on your list of requirements that he's got to love Drake, you know. No, it was such a sweet, like the best day, night ever. And truly, I called my mom and I was like, I'm going to marry that man. We just, we knew pretty instantly. But Can we talk a, about the next day though? Is that fair to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Because I think this yeah. is very yeah, we need to talk real about the next day. and related. <laughs> Christian, Christian. Christian, don't do this to me. <laughs> Christian, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Tell them about so, it. so first date goes incredible. And um, at the time I'd been really struggling with anxiety and it would really just like shut me down completely. And so the first date was so amazing and we weren't going to hang out the next two days I was going to fly back to Branson, but I was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to hang out tomorrow? And she's like, yeah. And so we go to the Mavs game at the Mavs game. I kind of just, I start feeling really anxious and I really get in my head and I just, I just shut down mm -hmm. and we went to dinner afterwards and I'm like, not, He's not talking. Yeah. And he like got up and went to the bathroom like three times and would stay in there for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, he's miserable. He doesn't like me. What did, what happened? It was going She's so perfect yesterday. Yeah. So I was very confused. And I'm like so in my head. And I don't, I don't know if anybody struggles with anxiety, but it's like, it can be crippling. And um, I remember going home that night and just being like, man, it's, it's over. Like she wouldn't want someone like that. And I remember being up at like 2 a.m. talking to my friend and I was just like, man, she, she saw something tonight that she, that she, probably obviously didn't like. And so in order for me to like protect my own heart, I was like, I'm just going to text her and be like, Hey, I don't think this is it. Um, because I didn't want her to end it with me. So I was like, I'm just going to start it and be like, Hey, we had a great night, but I just don't think this is it. And as I woke up the next morning, I was praying. And for some reason, I just, I, it wasn't time to go home. So I canceled my flight and I texted her and I just said, Hey, can I come see you and explain last night? And I walk into your door and I just said, Hey, um, I really struggle with anxiety and what happened last night is that it hit me and I got really, really anxious and I got insecure and I got in my head and this is me and uh, I, I don't want to stay here, but this is who I, this is, this is what I'm going through right now. And I had never seen anything like that before. I was like, this dude just really put his heart out there and he's known me for one day. <laughs> I was like, he's really going there and he's being so honest. And to me, it just painted such a new picture of what 
godly strength looked like of just like, hey, I don't have it all together. I'm confessing to you that this is something that I struggle with. I'm not standing in agreement with it, but this is like something I'm battling with right now. And to me, I was like, whoa, I've never seen a dude do that before. Like I had only ever seen a guy be like, no, I'm cool. Like this is on you. You feel that way. This isn't my struggle. Like you're interpreting it this way. And I was like, here's this guy who's just being so honest and vulnerable about what he's facing and what he's struggling with and going through. And it just honestly made me respect him so much more. And, and then I just was, I was excited to really be like, let's talk through this, like get me into more of what that looks like. Um, and so I, I think that that really just, I don't know, set us up from the very beginning to really like it laid down the foundation of like, Hey, we're going to be real and honest with each other. Like the freedom that led to, I was telling Christian today, it, it led to so much freedom because I now didn't have to mask when I was around. I didn't have to be great around her. I was my weakest around her and I told her and she was like, okay, we can work with that. And I think there's a lot of fear, especially in guys where it's like, I can't show any of that. And to show her that on the second date, freed me up to just be like, this is Grant. I'm broken and I'm fragile and there's weak parts of me that the Lord is redeeming and working on. And that really set us up for like success of just like, I don't have to always be so on around you. Totally. Y'all, the stage we're in with parenting is so much fun. Honey is just growing up day by day with all the ways that she's talking and Haven is growing day by day and how much she is literally growing. Like the amount of clothes we have to keep up with that girl because she's just growing so tall is crazy. And I'm super excited to tell y'all about a new partner, Kaden Lane, because they are keeping her looking so cute and actually having clothes that fit her. It all started uh, for Kaden Lane in 2005 by a single mom who wanted to create better and cuter clothes, accessories, and keep sakes for their own kids. And I definitely feel that it can be hard to keep up with all of it. Sometimes Caden Lane is on a mission to make mom's lives easier. And it shows they offer uh, products like color me pajamas that help make bedtime more fun for everyone. Plus little hidden zips and snaps and all of their outfits that make it so much easier to get everyone dressed. And that struggle is real. As y'all know, Haven is a little wiggle worm, so it can be hard to get her dressed. And sometimes, you know, I see these Bauer brands and wonder if they're worth all the hype. Well, Caden Lane definitely is. They go over 70,000 five-star reviews and millions of customers. So there's a ton of people out there who already know and love Caden Lane. And actually, before their podcast sponsor, before I even had Honey, I was looking online to find like a cute um, thing for her to wear home from the hospital. And I found Caden Lane. And that's where I got like her uh, blanket that had her name on it, um, a little cute outfit, bows, all kinds of stuff. So I've actually been a follower of theirs for a long time before they were a part of this podcast. With the cold weather here lately, um, summer is definitely on my mind. I can't wait to get to summer and Caden Lane's new swim collection is here. The worry-free fun in the sun. Actually, Honey had these swimsuits last year and now we have new ones for this year and for Haven too. Their UPF 50 plus sun protection swimwear blocks 98% of the sun's harmful rays to keep their skin safe and minimize the sunscreen fights that we all know are coming. Caden Lane also has premium quality matching swimsuits for the whole family that uh, your family is going to love and look so cute in. Like I mentioned, we have these 
these last year, got them again this year for Honey and Haven to have matching ones. And it's so great because one, they're so cute. And two, I don't have to worry about the whole sunscreen hassle all over Honey's arms and everything, which is great because you know, if you have a two-year-old, that is a struggle. Caden Lane is your one-stop shop for all your newborn, infant, and toddler apparel. Head to CadenLane.com woe and use my code woe for 20% off your order. Once again, that's Caden Lane, C-A-D-E-N-L-A-N-E.com slash woe, W-H-O-A for 20% off and make sure you use my promo code woe so that they know I sent you there. Wow. I, I think it's when you told that story today at breakfast, I was like, wow. But even telling it again, it like makes me teary because when I know how hard the battle of anxiety is and you feel so crazy for the feelings that you have. And it's so hard to admit whenever it's anxiety because you feel like, especially as a Christian, you're like, I should be able to overcome this. Like I should be able to like be stronger than this. But the reality is like it is stronghold it's hard to overcome it's it's very real and you can't always um predict when it's going to happen when it's going to come when you're going to get those anxiety attacks and the fact that you were able to be honest but I, I love how you share that there is a point where you were like I'm just going to end it because then it can be on my terms and then I can just say it's over and I would have led that and like you're protecting your heart from any of that um you you know getting broken up with or your pride or whatever, but then you're like, nope, actually I'm going to go and I'm going to be honest. And that's something that like not a lot of people are able to do. They're just like, okay, I'm going to send a text and do the easy thing. But the easy thing would have ended y'all's relationship there and doing here. the hard thing got crazy. y'all here, yeah. which totally. is amazing. That story sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. We have a similar story. Un- unpack it. Cause we didn't get to it this morning. <laughs> so yeah. Day one was really great. Well, actually, no, I'm talking about the, 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 yeah, you can tell us. I was talking about the time when you called me. Well, I was going to break up with you. Yeah, bro, she was going to dump me, bro. Oh, no, yeah. on the phone. Yes, yeah. Like we were long person. distance. It wasn't. But here's, a, that but here's the sad thing. I didn't know. He didn't know any idea. So he actually said, didn't know for like months like, later. I was like, like telling like the story. Months. She was like, and he was I was like, going to break up. You with were then. breaking up with me I then. Said, you and were I was like, no. well, obviously I pivoted, but that wasn't what I was oh, saying. Is that Cabo though, back there? yes, that's Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah, Cabo. I'm like, you were up on the ceiling, like Cabo. How did you? You got something to say. <laughs> Yeah, so Cabo is a crazy story. Every scene, Cabo is a cat. Like, Cabo, get down. Hey, get down. Okay, Cabo everywhere. I'm not a cat person, but Cabo is the closest I'll get to a cat because she's just like a cat. All right. Okay, so. Here's what happened, and we actually haven't really shared, I don't know if we've ever shared this part about our first date story, because we're always like, it went so great, and it did, it no, did. No, we, I, you, you, the first day was awesome. To me, the second day was just as great as the first, but apparently. Apparently not. <laughs> at some point. Apparently. I'll day. tell you what happened, this is what happened. We were having a great time, everything was great, as Maddie said earlier, first day fire it was perfect i'm like this Electric. is great yes like everything was just going great i thought second day was fire and then this is what <laughs> happened no it was still the first day because we spent the whole day together we went like shopping together we walked around nashville together we just had like fun and then that night we had dinner plans and this was like leading up to our big like dinner date it was our first dinner date and this was like so wrong of them but my sister and his brother decided to crash our date which was our first date okay so we had a great day. Everything was great. Chemistry is there. And then we show up to the restaurant in Nashville for our date. And then Chance and Bella show up too. Oh my goodness. Yes. And well, hold on. So okay. And my, the first thing what Chance said to me was pretty funny. Well, I was just, just going to build. So my brother was playing baseball in Nashville. And 
your sister was there because your whole family was there for the for the concert we were going to get to. So they happened just to be near us, and they were like, "Hey, we we want to come to dinner." And I, of course, don't want them to come because I'm like, it's our first date. Yeah. But I was like, maybe that would be offensive if I told them to say, like, "No, don't come." So I was trying to be inclusive of like. Hey, like, I don't want you to think I'm being rude for like not, but she did not want them to come at all. But I didn't like, we didn't know each other like that. I couldn't but be I like, I was no, trying to be. Because yeah. I also hadn't met his brother and then he thought it would be sweet to show me that he wanted my sister to be there. But I was like, no, I don't want my <laughs> sister to be here. It. Some miscommunication so, yeah. right So Christian's here. like, I guess tells him to come. So we had had this great day and Christian had bought me this like orange bandana when we were shopping and I tied it around my jeans. I oh, thought it was it. cute. Love it. And then Chance, first thing he says, he's like, hey, I'm Chance. He's like, what is that fashion? That's <laughs> the first thing he says to me, which I love Chance. He is one of like Chance and I are two of our closest fashion? friends, but he hit me with like, what is that fashion? And oh I was like, my. your brother bought it for me actually. Thank you. And yes, it is. Um, period. <laughs> so then, so it's already kind of like a sassy start and it's like not yeah. perfect, but it's fine. So then we go and we have dinner and um, it would just went so south. Christian and Chance like, argued the whole time about oh, everything no. like well so, so at this point my life had been changed and chance was like Chances chance was coming yet. there he was like he was a freshman he was still figuring a bunch of things out and the the, the our waitress or waiter or whatever brought us like a drink and i didn't order a drink it us a margarita but we didn't order but that. we didn't order mm-hmm. it and, and but he but he couldn't take it back so then chance and was chance like i'll like, take yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. And i'm like chance is 18 and i'm like i was like no you're not taking this and he's like what why not why can't i take it and this is on our first yeah, date and then christian's like because you're not and then he was like dude, why are you acting like this? So then I was like, is he not being real? Or yeah. like, I was like, are you trying to do this for me? And like, it was so weird. So like me and Bella probably said a total of 10 words the whole dinner. Oh. We were just watched Christian and Chance like have all these brother dynamics. They watched sports. So TV was on. I was Christian. like, yeah, it was so bad. What? And so the second day. And it wasn't even sports. It was like a, it was like a four wheeler, like race thing happening. And so I'm sitting here like, this went south. And so them so just like, I'm just hanging out with and Christian's like hanging out with his brother. And I'm like <laughs> thinking it's great. I don't thinking even like know <laughs> I y'all. It was great. And so, anyways, yeah, and this is our first date. Like, we don't even talk. He talks to a chance. So, anyways, I get back to my apartment. My mom's there, my grandma's there, they were in town that weekend. All my friends are there, like, how'd it go? I'm like, well, like all day was so fun and then dinner was terrible like they fought the whole time they brought this margarita they had an argument about it we watched like four-wheeling races like it was just so bad and so then I was like I just don't know anywhere like I'm genuinely confused and so then the next day um I was kind of like not I don't know I was like okay I'm just gonna show up again we had breakfast together and then we did top golf we did pottery, remember? And then what this, no, but this is when things changed. We did for Top me. Golf the first day, though. Yeah. yeah okay, okay, uh, yeah, again, yeah. everything was going great the first day. Then the second day, we had breakfast and we're walking past the pottery place. And I'm like, you just want to go do this pottery? Um, just we can sit and talk. And I really don't know what I'm feeling at this point. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to like do this. And yeah, so I was like, painting. Just do some yeah. pottery. Get yeah. your, yeah. get your mind I off painting. You as my wife 10 years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, for those who Clearly, don't know, Christian, we were having different inner dialogues. Yes. That's <laughs> like, so I'm killing. I was like, this is her. Anyways, <laughs> then he awesome. starts talking to me 
And I think this was whenever I realized, like, okay, this is who you are. Like, you start sharing about um, the, just like your family and your love for your family. And we talk more about our faith and just life, what we want to do, our passions. Like, we just, because we were painting, you know, so we just had, like, uninterrupted time to talk. And then I think you were like, hey, do you want to go, I don't even know, like, how, when we went and read our Bible at the horse place and I don't know how because that doesn't seem like a natural organic thing to do but it was it just we just did which then I was like okay this is like who he is this is what he loves and I think I really was worried the night before like are you faking it for me or are you really this person because of that dynamic I wasn't sure if if Chance was asking you why are you acting this because you're not normally like this and I had experienced that where people will try to be a certain way around totally. me because they think that's what I want and expect um, but if that's not who you are then that's okay but this is not gonna work but I realized the next day like this is who you are and that had been who you've always shown me to be two months of phone call conversations of pursuing me of everything leading up to that point show me that this was who you were, but it just made me question and doubt. Um, but it was just really sweet because that day was awesome. And then I remember the next night back on the couch, which we called the pit at the time. We were on the pit and it's like, oh, my friends, and my mom, I'm like, today was awesome. I, I think I'm in love with it. Like it went from like, I don't think this is going to work out to like, I think I'm going to be in love with this guy. Like it went so great. So it did turn dramatically. But then I got in my head because I struggle with anxiety. And I was about to go on a tour and I was thinking like, this is not going to work. Like, how is this going to work logistically? Like, I got way over my head. And then I was like, I'm not even going to be a good girlfriend because I'm not going to, when am I going to be, be able to like meet his friends? When am I going to go to Auburn? I, I don't like think this is fair to him to date me. Like, and then I like totally just started throwing myself like in the dumps. and was like, I'm not even going to be a good girlfriend. I'm too busy. I don't want to make him feel like dot, dot, dot or whatever. And so that's when I went to break up with him, not because of him, but because I didn't want him to have to date me, which isn't that a sad way of looking at it? Yeah. Which I didn't know that in the moment, nor six months post that. <laughs> He's like, actually, I found out <laughs> you last You didn't week. need to know that. He okay. didn't know. That was an inner dialogue <laughs> That was right just, there. yeah, obviously it didn't Bless work out. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, let's be real. Whenever we were younger, you know, we're playing all these sports and all this stuff. We're always worried about hydration. We got to say hydrated, but... To be honest, I'm not playing those sports anymore, but life just wears you out. It takes a lot to be hydrated even now, just with all the things that we have going on. Being a mom, hosting a podcast, doing my job, speaking. Like, I got to stay hydrated. It's so important. Whenever I'm not hydrated, I feel not so good. And when I'm hydrated, I feel so much better. And I have found that drinking Element every day is the easiest way for me to stay hydrated. Element is a tasty zero sugar drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. Every pack of Element gives you a meaningful dose of electrolytes without any sugar, artificial colors, and any shady ingredients found in other electrolyte drinks. It's formulated to help anyone with their hydration needs and even works for people who are following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet. When we sweat, our bodies lose a ton of sodium, and when it's not replaced, it can have some pretty rough consequences like I mentioned. My legs cramp super bad, I get headaches, that's just the reality of it. But Element can help prevent all of those things like headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, and other 
severe symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. And I've truly noticed a difference personally as I started drinking Element. I used to see bad leg cramps. And since I started drinking Element, I don't have those as much. And also uh, don't have headaches, don't feel as fatigued at the end of the day. Um, honestly, it helps me so much. So I stick to drinking this uh, just about every day. Element is used by everyone from podcast hosts to professional Olympic athletes, U.S. Special Forces teams, and just everyday people trying to live their best life. Element has new chocolate medley flavors uh, like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, chocolate raspberry. I have the chocolate caramel right here. And these are flavors that are actually designed to be enjoyed hot. You can even add them to your favorite winter recipes. So maybe you know you're not out on long runs right now because it's cold outside. You don't want to cold drink of Element, but a hot one is great too. And you can do that um, like hot chocolate and just add your Element to it. And that would be great. Uh, right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors. Christian and I did this to discover our favorites. I like the raspberry and the watermelon. He likes the citrus and the orange. So it was a great way to try everything. So get yours at drinkelement.com slash woe. This deal is only available through my link. So you got to go to drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash woe. Element offers no question asked refunds. So try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose, friends. Go try it. And I think that's going to be so encouraging for people that start to feel anxious and you're like, you're gripping for control at that point. And I feel like a lot of relationships probably, I'm just now thinking about it, have ended because of that. And you put it on someone else, but it was like, you were struggling with anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you're like, control. And look at what's on the other side of that. Like that's so so true. And actually we were telling y'all last night about me going to Dr. Amen, um, which Dr. Amen has been on the podcast a couple of times, but he really helped me through my anxiety. Mm. And we did that two months into our marriage because I was like, I know I have to get my anxiety under control for our relationship because anxiety, you think it's just an individual battle and it is something that you're going through internally, but it affects everyone around you and it really affects your relationships. And so don't let it be just an individual internal struggle. Like share it with the people around you. Like you share it with Maddie, like, Hey, I struggle with this and this is what it looks like. And this is how it plays itself out. Mm. And I had to tell Christian, okay, this is what this looks like. This plays itself. This is how you could help me. This is how you can be there for me in it. And then he went with me to Dr. Amen and like learned all the things that I needed help with and how my brain thinks so that he could truly be like a partner to me in that struggle. And it's just so cool because I was uh, telling all this last night, um, you know, four years in and that is not a defining part of my life. Like anxiety does not define my life at all. It doesn't define our relationship. It is not something that causes us to struggle. That doesn't mean it doesn't come up every now and then, yeah. but we have just gotten in such a better place with it. But you have to go through the work. Like you mm-hmm. have to be intentional about it. You got to share it with friends. You got to get the help that you need because it is a real deal. It's it a is. real deal. It is. Yeah. And we had to have a, a hard conversation early on. Really hard. And I yeah. will say I didn't have, that wasn't part of my story. And I personally had not seen someone struggle with it up close Mm -hmm. and personal, someone that I really cared about. And with him, like early on, I felt like he was my husband. And so it was hurting me seeing him hurt um, and that it would take him out. Like when he was feeling anxious, like he would completely shut down and it would affect the rest of the day. It would take him out. um, And it was just like, it was hurting. Like you said, it, it, it impacts 
more than just that person. It was impacting our relationship. And I finally looked at him and I was just like, there's such a calling on your life. And I don't want to see you just stand in agreement with anxiety. And so I, I, as much as I'm not just saying it's going to go away, like at the snap of a finger, we're going to have to put in work. Let's at least like tackle it spiritually and like be in prayer and not just like give the enemy a foothold in this area of your life. Because I had seen him take, you know, I think just that mindset of like, I'm a victim. Well, this is who I, this, this is what it is. Yeah. This is just and it. I just was like, you are stronger than you think you are because of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And, and I really challenged him in that. And I think that was so helpful, but I, but also I think as I learned more and more, um, like you said, just being able to have the conversations about it, I was able to learn like, okay, this is how I can continue to challenge you in it, but also just like be there and listen yep. and encourage and love. And sometimes that meant just like, literally being present. Yeah. Totally. That's such a good totally. point. I think in our generation, something that is a problem is that we have become so comfortable as a culture, like identifying with our problems and anxiety is one of those things that it's just totally okay to be like, Oh yeah, I have anxiety. And then it's like becomes something that's a part of you. Yeah. And for me, I used to, I used to think it was like my personality. Like that's my personality. Yeah. I'm just yeah. an anxious person. Mm. But then I was like, no, that actually is not who God created me to be. And if I, if that is my identity and I claim that as my identity, that I have anxiety, I am anxiety. I'm, always going to be anxious. I'm always good. And that I can, um, that can drive the ship of my life. Then I would not be doing what I'm doing. I yeah. would not no, ever be no. speaking on stages. I would totally. not be doing a podcast because I would hate to hold a microphone. Mm -hmm. I would have shied away from definitely being in the public eye because anxiety says run from that, totally. especially totally. speaking. Yeah. That's one of the main ways God uses me. So you cannot like identifying with your weakness as far as like letting that become who you are mm -hmm. is such a big problem because yeah. it keeps you from all that God has for you. And I love how like, um, you know, what, what does Paul say it? Like I boast in my weakness because it's like through yeah. my weakness that yes. um, the Holy Spirit actually uses to become my strength. And so it's not saying like, it's okay to say I struggle with it. Yeah. It's okay to say that that is a part of my struggle, but that's not who you are. Yeah. And that doesn't define what you do because yeah. if it is yeah. who you are, it starts to define what you do. Yeah. But if it's totally. not who you are and it's just a weakness of yours, then you allow God to work in that and uh, allow it to become a strength in another way. I think way. there's so much power in confession, like yeah. bringing things into the lie. Like it talks about when we confess our God is faithful and just, and he will purify us from all unrighteousness. So I, I truly believe that confession and bringing it to the light and letting people, James 5, 16 says, when we confess and have people pray for us, that's where we find healing. Healed. And so I have seen him be so like lead with so much vulnerability and bring it into the light and how that has brought healing. Like he has grown so much since the time we met because of like continuing to bring it into the light and not just letting it like fester in secrecy and in isolation, which is where Satan can get to us the most when we're like, oh, I just got to battle this by myself because if I tell someone this or if I really tell them, you know, what I'm facing or feeling, like they won't think of me the same. And he's been so good with that. But I think it is really powerful to really note the difference between confession and identifying with it. Letting it become your identity um, is, is totally different because, yeah, I mean, it says in scripture, like God does not give us a spirit of fear. And so coming in agreement with that, um, spirit of fear is, is coming against like God's word and God's design of how he's created us. And let, and last thing I'll add, I feel like this is an anxiety. Like, I know we we're didn't really on for this. Yeah. We, um, yeah. Your words have such power. Yeah. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Like we talked, you talked about that with your daughter last night, like death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
I have anxiety. I struggle with anxiety. I don't think we realize that when we speak, like there's so, so much power in that. And you're claiming things that the Lord is like, hold on, hold yep. on. You are walking through it. You're, you're encountering it, but the I am is very powerful. Yeah. And the world has taken these manifestations of I am rich. I am healed. But when you incorporate scripture to it, yeah. uh, I am more than a conqueror. I am set free. Even in weakness, his power is made perfect. And you read scripture, that's your identity in Christ. And so you're going to, I don't think there's ever this arrival of like no more anxiety. Yeah. But yeah. it's like when I encounter it now, Word of God. Yeah. Words have power. Yeah. Like I've seen him like anxiety come on him and he's just like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like he'll just start speaking the name of Jesus and then we'll just, he'll be like, Hey, will you pray really quick? And like, we'll just pray together. And I've seen how that's just totally changed versus in the past. Like I was saying at the beginning when it would happen and it was just like a shutdown and it was just letting that anxiety be become like your master. It was, you were just like letting it rule your life. Whereas now you've learned to master it and submit it to your spirit and say like anxiety, I feel feel you, I see you, but I will not let you rule me. And because of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me, and I've just seen you like overcome that. And it's been so cool to witness. That's so cool. That's amazing. That's so good. Gosh, this is going to help so many people because that's so real. And um, man, uh, I I feel like there's so many places we could go from here. But just what he mentioned about talking to Honey about that last night, we were talking about just learning from a young age that your words do matter and that they have power. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking that over yourself, what you say over yourself, it impacts the way that you're going to live, it impacts the way that you're going to see yourself and see people around you. And uh, Honey has gotten into this phase where it's just, it's just funny, but it's not funny because I'm trying to teach her it matters. So she'll be like, I want this. And then you give it to her. I don't want this. And then you're like, I want this. And it becomes this thing. And it's like just dramatic. And it's a tantrum. And I looked at her last night. I said, honey, look at me. I said, your words have power. And the words you choose to say matter. And they dictate what's going to happen next. I said, so let your yes be your yes. Mm-hmm. And your no be your no. If you say yes, you're getting it. If you say no, I'm taking it away. I'm not going to do this again. And like, you have to have those serious conversations. And I think sometimes people, when you grow up, you don't always have a mom to look you in the eyes or a friend to say, hey, that's not who you are. Yeah. Your w- words hold power. And so let this serve as a moment for you yeah. guys who yes. are listening, who struggle with the anxiety. Your words hold power. Your w- words literally carry the power of life and death. So speak to uh, your heart. Speak to that anxiety. I love how you said anxiety. I acknowledge you. I feel you, yeah. but you're not going to rule me. And I love how last night we talked about it in such a way too, that anxiety, I don't think it's always a bad thing. I think a lot of times what it does when I feel that anxiety, like before I speak, people say, do you get nervous? Yes, I get nervous. <laughs> of course I get nervous. Yeah. I hope I always get nervous because yeah. that's not a small thing to yeah. carry the weight of you know, preaching a message to a generation about the love of God. And even if I'm not speaking on something so deep and I'm just talking in front of like friend, you know, 20 people in a house and I still get nervous just because anxiety is like that. What sometimes anxiety does though, in a good sense is it makes you dependent on God. You know, it makes me go, I can't do this in my own strength. I need you Lord. And so that's why I say, I don't want to not feel nervous um, because I want to feel dependent on the Lord. So I don't want to live in anxiety. I want to say like, yeah, I'm going to be crippled by it, but I'm okay to feel it because mm-hmm. it makes, it reminds me I'm human yeah. and I need God yeah. and yeah. I'm always going to be dependent on him. Totally.
Y'all, I think we all know that sleep is really important. It is definitely something that when we get it, it makes a huge difference. And when we don't get it, we know. And that is hard when we have a toddler and a seven-month-old baby. But if there's anything that we have seen help our sleep, it is that we have comfy sheets. Miracle-made sheets are the best thing ever. They give you the best night's sleep uh, every single night. They're made using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, which help regulate your temperature all night long and keep you at the perfect temp for a great sleep. Wake Waking up too hot or too cold is a thing of the past. The silver infused in miracle sheets also prevent up to 99.7% of bacteria growth, so they stay cleaner and fresher up to three times longer than any other sheets. Plus, all that bacteria on your sheets can clog your pores, causing uh, breakouts and acne, and anything that helps get rid of that is great, but also helps me not do as much laundry is awesome too, so this is just a win-win all around. Not only are miracle sheets super helpful for laundry and clearer skin, but they are also soft and and comfy just like luxury sheets without the high price tag. Christian and I both love our Miracle Made sheets. We actually changed our sheets to our guest bed at one point and we were like, nope, those are our best sheets. We we're bringing them back. Actually, no, we're just ordering more because every bed in our house needs to have these on it. It's so great. So go to trymiracle.com slash whoa, see what the hype's all about. Try Miracle Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift to a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40% off. And if you use our promo code whoa at check out, you're also going to get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash woe and use the code woe to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash woe to treat yourself today. And I think we see, like, even in Scripture, the way Jesus responds when when the enemy came and tempted us, him in the wilderness, you know, with the different lies and the deceptions. And so whether it's anxiety or something else, like the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and we see the way that Jesus responded was with the truth, was with the power of God's Word. And so it's like whatever that lie or that struggle is for you, if it's anxiety, if it's body shame, if it's whatever it is, it's like when that lie comes, like taking God's Word, and like he said, like biblical affirmations, like don't just take the worldly, you know, making yourself a God in a way of like, I am powerful. I am. It's like, no, actually I'm weak, but he's strong. Yeah. Actually, no, like Amen. I am, I am dead inside, but because of the cross of Jesus Christ, he has made me alive in Christ. Yeah. And so it's continuing to speak, not just like power over yourself, but power with what God has given yeah, you that yeah. we don't deserve. But speaking that biblical affirmation, I think has been so helpful for me when I have moments so of insecurity or fear or shame or guilt or whatever it is that I'm carrying or dealing with is truly prayer, but biblical truth and affirmation. That's the only way we're going to be able to overcome the lies of the enemy. And there are moments where you may not be strong enough in that moment to dike to go to the Bible and go, this is true. Yeah. And that's where community comes that's in. That's totally so true. And, and yeah. dude, the amount of times I've just texted people and gone, who am I? Yeah. Trusted mm -hmm. biblical community that goes, you are this in Christ. You are yeah. this. You are called. You are chosen. Because there are moments, y'all know, where you're like, I can't even open up my Bible right now. Yeah. Like you will be that weak. And mm -hmm. what we saw last night and y'all, we talked about today, y'all have such a beautiful community here. Mm -hmm. And that is so important for people yeah, is you mm -hmm. don't do this alone. Even yeah. with the spouse, like that's not always your community. Yeah, totally. You need girls, she needs girls, and we need guys yeah. that will speak into, I'm feeling this, I'm believing this. Yeah. And they'll go, no, that's not who you are. <laughs> yeah. 
That's so that's true. That's community right there. That's so true. Maddie and I were talking about that in the car a minute ago. We were having like such a real, like realist of the real conversation. Like borderline tears. Yeah, and so our really husbands tears. are calling us we like, are too. y'all good? They're getting barbecue. Like <laughs> They're like crying know. on the phone. I'm Talk like, about like whatever, working out. And we're like bawling our eyes. But out. it makes me think of what you just said with community and, and confession. Community yeah. and confession it yeah. is so important. I mean, the Bible talks about so much. And I don't even think until recently, um, well, I, I know, I, until recently, I did not understand the true power of that. I think I would have said I'm a person that confesses, but I I didn't, you know? Like, uh, we've talked about this recently, Matt Chandler's quote about, like, if you're 99% known, but there's 1% mm. that's not known, then you're then you're not known. Wow, then, that's good. Then you're, because yeah. uh, that 1% is still making you feel shame and unknown. And I think there's always that 1% that I was just like, but that I will not tell anyone, you know? And this year I've really been like, okay, what does it look like to confess like to God, but to people around me and man, the freedom that has come from it. And I love when you confess your anxiety to her and you said it was a new kind of confidence that I'd never seen before. It's that confidence in the Lord, not saying I am strong and I have it all together, but I am weak, but he is strong in me. And this is how I'm working it out. That, that is strength. You know, that is strength in the Lord. And, um, I was telling Maddie, like just the reality of, our human insecurity when it comes to like, who am I? And I was just sharing, and I'll just share with y'all because this is a side of me that you don't see and probably a side of most people they don't admit, but um, just how comments and feedback from people can really get to your head, good and bad. And Maddie and I were talking about the good, you can lean towards pride and the bad, you can lean towards insecurity. And so you really don't need that much feedback from so many people um, that don't know you, but the just the way social media is, you're just going to get it. And so I came off this high of passion conference and there's so much feedback and there's so many things coming at me that are good. And so I'm like, okay, these are, this is going good, you know? And then I, someone like announces that I'm going to speak at their conference or something. And um, it wasn't met with like, that much excitement or whatever, but someone made a rude comment about like cringe, like this girl's coming. And I told Christian, I was like, I know it's so dumb, but like literally it, it actually made me really sad because someone was like cringe and I felt like, Oh, am I cringy now? Am I irrelevant? Did this like, and that person is like, she'll never see that. I know. Doesn't think I would care. Yeah. Never care. And then I'm like, this was was like a two day. Yeah. And I told Christian, I'm like, this is so crazy. Because I come off of this high of preaching this message that got such a good response. And then this next conference is like a couple of days to come or it was posted in a couple of days. And the response and what I was met with made me feel like I'm totally irrelevant. And on college campuses, am I cringy now? Am I irrelevant? And I'm like, that is so crazy that our human nature, we're just so like broken and weak that that just made me feel so insecure. And I'm like, I know that's not who I am, but it immediately made me feel that way. And so it was so important though, that I share that with Christians so that I don't sit here and wallow in like the cringe comment and like, I'm irrelevant and now they don't care. And then, and then that, cause I told Maddie what that was doing is I was already preparing my message for that conference and it was a very serious message. And then I was like, Oh, well, if they think I'm cringe, is this cringy? And this is so serious. Then I'm not, I'm going to be even more relevant. Then you want to like, you're catering to people. And then I'm like, and so that's why I told Maddie, I said, then I stopped myself. I'm like, I, do not do things for the applause of man. Amen. I do things to be obedient to yeah, the Lord. Yeah. I'm not doing this to respond to them. I'm not, I don't need to do it for them to be excited for me to show up. I'm doing it because the Lord opened this door and told me to preach this message and I'm obeying him. And we we're just talking about like having to speak that truth to yourself because it 
man, if it is so hard to not live for the approval of man, even if like you tell yourself and you like, you have to get before the Lord daily and like humble yourself before him to stay in a place of just in a posture of this is all for you and all for your glory. And I told Maddie all day long, I could tell you that truth all day long. I would say 100% I'm doing it for the Lord, 100% pure heart in it, 100%, but also I'm human and a cringe comment hurts, yeah, you know, and it's, it's, you know, you think it's nothing when you comment it, but to no matter who it is and no matter how big you think that they are and how it wouldn't affect them, I think it affects everyone. It, it does. It does. Yeah, man. I, uh, Christian, I've been talking about that, like just yeah. hurtful comments. Um, and it's like, it's so interesting because, uh, like when we, when we went live on social man, media, that was man. like something that was really hard for you. And that was something I had already been battling with for over a year and honestly had to go to like therapy for and got totally. off social media for a while. I, it like really affected me just the opinions of so many people. Um, and I mean, I ended up like losing like 20 pounds and just like was having a hard time sleeping at night and just the weight of the opinions of people and like how it was really affecting me. And so I had encouraged him. I'm like, Hey, when we do post and announce like our relationship on social media, don't read any comments. And he didn't listen. And so he read so comments. Hard. So <laughs> hard. He read I'm like, the what they saying, man? What we and, got? Um, <laughs> so you hard. know, like there were a lot that weren't I'm very like kind. I'm like in tears that literally that night. <laughs> and, and I'm the, like, the word, I like, told you. Man, I was telling you last night. It was like, Grant, you look like a bleepity bleep thumb. And I'm like, huh? Like, you know, I could see it. But like. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Okay. <laughs> but it's mean, man. It's yeah. mean. It's, it's really mean. And, and it's like, but you, you, why did I start doing this? Because yeah. God called me. And like, I'm going to keep doing it because God called me. And like, we constantly wrestle how to handle social media and calling as y'all do too. You're like, what would Jesus do in 2024? <laughs> yes. Paul, I feel like Paul would have it. Yeah. But he would do it well. Yeah. And it's like, is it fast often from it? Is it have boundaries, others yeah. boundaries? It's like, how do you, that's a whole nother podcast, but like, so how do you do that? Well, yeah. because Peter and Paul are like, we got to go. Yeah. They got to hear. We got to share the gospel. Like, that's what we, we were talking about that. That was in my passion message at the end. I said, can you imagine what Paul would say? He was walking by foot to all these places, yeah. going boat ride, snake bit and shipwreck, prison, st- all these things just for the sake of getting the word out. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, he would use he social would utilize. media. Because yeah. if you could, by the click of a button, post to that totally. many people to right. get the good right. news of the gospel out, I absolutely believe yeah. they would be using it. But um, so criticism is going to come. That's a part of it. Just like they faced um, they faced a lot worse. I mean, they faced for like sure. they got imprisonment stones. and stones. <laughs> yeah. And we're facing like, you know. Getting canceled. Unfollowers. Which, which yeah. also I will say though, because it's easy to be like, it's just criticism it's just canceling it's just yes it's not being stoned but it that is hard you know it is emotionally hard for people to go through and so not being unempathetic to that but at the same time if that's what the lord's asked us to do and that's the day that we're in and it's going to come with that then i think you say you no, i don't think you say yes to that you yeah, know and yeah. you you endure that you pick up your cross and, yeah. you go. and you go and i think you know i had a friend recently who um she just kind of starting into like full-on ministry and doing incredible things. And she called me crying the other night and she said, I just got my first form of criticism. She said, I never faced Christian before. And she said, have you ever dealt with this? And Christian was on the phone and he said, 
every day of her <laughs> life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. But I'm like, but I, I mean, I had tears with her because it was like, that's so hard. Yeah. Like, I am it not going to lie yeah. to you and say like, it gets easier. There are aspects of it that do because you know who you are, you know, and totally. you have people around you who know who you are and you do care less. Um, and there are seasons that I really don't care and there are seasons I'm doing great and yeah. my head's in the right place, my heart's in the right place. But then I was telling Maddie, it was coming off of a high I'm tired. We have two kids who don't sleep at night. I'm already tired. I'm about to travel again. And then I met with this, like, me and comment. And in my weakness, I go, I'm irrelevant. You know, yeah. so you got to, even if you think you overcome it, just like anxiety, doesn't mean it's going to go away. Yeah. All have fallen short <laughs> of the glory of God. Amen. Yeah. And Amen. we'll continue yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but it's just important to not um, cave to that. But continue to confess. Continue to keep your community around you and be real and tell those people that 1% that, you don't want to tell other people because it's embarrassing and you think you should be better than that. And like the moment you get influence, you're like, who can I tell this stuff to that I'm wrestling with? And like, that's the lie of like either pastors or people with influence is like, they won't get it. They mm -hmm. won't get what I'm going through. And like, that's such a lie. Mm -hmm. And what's so cool is like, you just ch choose your group of five. We're in a life group in Waco. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like we don't get something they're going through. And it's like, you just have to be able to confess. And I think if you're a pastor, a preacher, influencer, whatever you do, you can get put on this pedestal that you're like, well, I can't trust anybody. And that's the lie of the enemy. And even if you're not, like, I would say truly, like even another couple in our life group, like admitted to us, like, yeah, the enemy comes at us with like, no one would ever understand our story. No one would ever understand, you know, our day-to-day -day battles and struggles. And I just think that's a lie that the enemy breathes into our mind yeah. every day is like, oh, if you confess this, you're going to be met with judgment, misunderstanding standing and man it's just like such a lie of the enemy the to try opposite. and keep us in in secrecy and isolation just like when you confess to her it wasn't that with like so much more respect for you yes. and so much more strength yes. because every single person has that thing they're struggling with and when you open up the door for that it's like man thank you that i can breathe and now i can feel like you're a human and i'm a human and we can be honest mm -hmm. because people do i mean i think people would look at me and be like she doesn't care. Like, you know, she doesn't care someone coming here and she just spoke there. She's doing fine. But then it's like in your weakness, you do, yeah. you know, it's just real. Yeah. You've been a great partner to me in all of this. I appreciate it. You've been a great partner to me. Say, oh, I've been the same for you. You have been. You've you been have a been. great partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. too, man. Go Christian, on, guys. Christian, you've been a great partner to me. <laughs> you've been a great partner <laughs> to me too. too. Yeah. Hey, you need Listen. your sisters, you need your brothers, you need your hubby, all the things. Truly. Um, Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. 
Every summer adventure series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Summer. Well, it's true. And even like, you know, what you just talked about, like you all need, like there has to be accountability for, for, for everything in life. You know, like there, there are going to be people that you confess your things with, and there's going to be people that, you know, you just need to help keep you accountable. Like whether it's, you know, a life group or whether it's one friend or five friends or a spouse or a brother or whatever, like you have to have somebody that, that can keep you accountable in a way that you don't feel shame for. Cause I think mm-hmm. oftentimes like it's easy to, I think sometimes we can be reluctant to confess things or to, to want to share things because it can be, you can, it can be met with like, you know, you feel shamed or you feel stupid or you feel weak. But, um, you know, was it, we were talking about it this morning. I mean, you were talking about it. Like it sometimes it can be, it can be harder to confess things, to people, to a person, to a person than, than to God. Yeah. 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 You're, you're more worried. Is, yeah. You're more worried. You're more what they're going to think. How yeah. off is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were talking, like I was more afraid to tell my uh, accountability partner about my sin than like come to God about it. <laughs> yeah. Same. And it's like, I sinned against you. <laughs> yeah. Like David said, I've sinned against you and you alone. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the danger of account. Like not the danger of accountability, but that's where it can get yeah. unhealthy yeah. is when you feel yeah. fear from that person. Yeah. Of if you mess up, Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you, first off, you're sinning against God. Yeah. yeah. I think that the the beauty in it is that we see God for who he is, that he is so loving and yeah. we're what he's done for us and we are forgiven. So we can come to him because we know like, God, I have fallen short before you. Here's my repentance. Here's my confession. And you know, because you know the character of him, that he's going to love you. The scary thing with confessing to a person is they might not. They, they might judge leave. you. It yeah. might. They might leave. And um, there's like this this book I read. It was Brene Brown. And it's like a photographic memory of this page because I remember thinking this is so important. And she said, vulnerability is so important. It's so powerful. But being vulnerable with someone that doesn't meet you back with empathy is the doorway to shame. Like mm. if you are vulnerable with someone and they are not empathetic back to you, you immediately feel shame and go, shouldn't share that. Then you feel worse about what you shared. And for instance, like sharing this with y'all is a very vulnerable thing. When I shared it with Maddie. One of the reasons I shared it with her is because I know Maddie goes through similar things because she preaches places and she has social media. And I was like, you might be able to relate to this. I want to confess this to you just because I don't really have anyone else that necessarily goes through this. So there are people that sometimes, you know, you are going through the same thing. We might can relate, yeah. but there's other times that you do need to share it just with a group of people, but you do need to be wise who you share things totally. with. That is a huge sure. part of it. Cause if someone's not going to meet you back with that empathy is harder. If, if Maddie was like, why would you think like that? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Then I would be like, Oh, well, oh, that was dumb of down, me. You know? yeah. But she was like, yeah, I get it. Totally. It's hard. Yeah, That's a I've real struggle. There. I've been there. And so meeting people with that is so, so, so important. So 
Um, confession is something that we're called to. It's yeah. something good, yeah. but it's also something to be wise about yeah. with who. Yeah. Confess to God, confess to the right people, bring community in. Um, man, I, I didn't know where we were going to go with this podcast, <laughs> but it turned deep. Confession and, and anxiety? And I will I will say, because one thing that I will say is, is I have seen, though, that this younger generation really fears getting pushback and I even include myself in this um but really fears getting pushback and being told something that they don't want to hear and so I think at the same time expecting empathy and having people meet you with grace while also truth truth yes because the bible says like the truth is loving and that is that is true love it's not just with words but in action and in truth and so yeah, I think being willing to like confess, knowing that maybe that's met with like, hey, you're better than that. And like, here's what God's word says. And I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you. I hear you. And you're not alone in that sin. But I also know like you're not a victim to it either. And you have the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead in you. And so like, let's fight this together. Like I'm going to hold you accountable. And so I think also being aware that when you have an accountability partner, if they're a, if they're a real and a wise and a, and a godly spirit filled friend, like they should be telling you some things that might be harder to hear sometimes, but hopefully it's to make you better. Like you said earlier, like iron sharpening iron. Like I, I pray that we are friends that sharpen each other, which means sometimes Sadie may tell me something that I'm like, darn, that wasn't like the easiest thing to hear, but in the long run, it's going to make me a better person and it's going to yep. make me a better follower of Christ. Yep. And so it's both. And it's like, when she confessed that to me in that moment, like if, if this had been a pattern in her life, then I'd be like, okay, Sadie, like this is the eighth time you've confessed this to me. Let's set up some boundaries. Like, let's really do something about this. But like, this was the first moment that like, I had heard this from her and it was coming from a very real, honest, vulnerable place. And I was like, Hey, I so get that. Like I struggled with that three days ago. You know, it's like, and then we're just able to like relate to each other and show grace to each other. But I do think that there are calls for moments to, to really challenge and, and speak the truth yeah. as well. That's What's, so true. No, that's so good. Cause it's like, like you said, there's so many like factors to it, right? Cause you have, you know, it can be met with shame, but then it can also be met with like, let's almost like sulk in it kind of thing. It's like my freshman year of college, I, we, we tell the story often, like we had a Bible study group and it was like every week we would meet, we would always just talk about our struggles with pornography. And it was always just like, almost like a wallow in it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I messed up again. But it was never like, there was never like an action plan behind it. There was never like, it was always like me too, me too, me too. It's like, well, dang, right, let's pray for it. Okay, then next week rolls around. It's the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And then finally, it was like months in, one of us was just like, as a group, we're just like, are we ever going to actually like beat this? Like, wow. we're just like, we're, we confess it every week, which is, it's, there's power in confessing it. But there's also, you know, there's more power in like taking action to fight against it. So like, good, yeah. delete the app, you know, set up a safeguard, like do something to where, you know, you, it completely just prohibits you from, you know, going down that road. And I think that was the, that was the thing we struggled with. It was like, we were supposed to be confessing things, but it, that was all it was. It was just, you're, it was just a confession. There was no, yeah, like man. no fruit from it. There was no change from it. And I think sometimes that can be the temptation too. Is like, I'll get this off my chest just to get it off my chest. Cause that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing that happens from it. You know? So true. Jesus and Matthew, he's like, cut your right arm off, cut your, cut, or gouge your right eye out. And like, we're not doing that. And, he, and I remember, like, I remember being so in bondage and um, my friend, I had one friend that finally checked me and he goes, 
man, I thought you actually, like, I thought we were pursuing the Lord. And uh, I was like, man, I am. And, and he has had a talk with me. And out of that talk, it threw my Xbox out. Uh, he moved in, um, took everything off my phone except calling and texting. And he's like, are you ready to fight? Wow. And there's levels to I'm struggling or like, I'm just, I'm giving into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you want to actually fight, like, what are you willing to do? Yeah. Yeah. And so many people working at so like good. a local church. Hey man, I'm just, it's the same. It's literally the same thing. It's like, I'm just, I'm struggling and it's, I don't know if I can. And JP at Harris Creek has taught me so much. It's like, oh wait, are you actually struggling or is there just everything on your phone right there? And like pursuing holiness is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. What are you willing to give up to be holy? Yeah. And it's Amen. much better to go into heaven without a right right hand than to be thrown into hell. With like Jesus heart. said yeah. with all. And so I don't know. It's just like, that's such a word how will that it, we've got yeah, to pursue how much are you, how holiness. Will it, are you? How much are you really struggling that you're willing to actually do what it takes to get rid of it and to get free? Um, it's so funny because I was telling her that, and that's such a good point that if it was the eighth time I said it, and I, the reason why I did tell her and I told like two other friends yesterday that I was struggling with that is because I'm like, I don't typically struggle with this, but it's, I, I feel this coming up in me and I just want to get this out before it actually takes root. Mm-hmm. Cause in James, it talks about how like when sin, it's like conceived and then it gives birth to death. And I know the process of pregnancy <laughs> is a process, but it is going to, you're going to give birth, you know, yeah, it's a process. Totally. And so I'm like, nope. I'm not giving birth to death. Like I'm not, this is not living in me. This is not, I'm not going to host this. I'm not going to breathe life to this. Like we're getting rid of it. And so you got to get quick on those things. Like don't just let it live in you. Don't let it, don't breathe life into it. Especially don't speak to it. Don't like, no, this is out. This is not going to um, breed in my life. And so I'm like, I'm caring too much about man's opinion. I am feeling um, irrelevant. I am caring what people say about me, what people think. And I'm not living for the approval of man. I'm living for the approval of God. So you do have to get serious but it's really funny because I'll show you all this I told Christian the day before this I said I'm going to delete social media because I just don't need to have people's opinions and so then I was like I know so I'm like I'm just going to delete it and then I didn't do it and then the next day no joke y'all my Instagram just broke it's now (laughs) been 48 hours and it like it like really just does it does not work at all I have to show y'all so it's like glitching totally. It's it's saying that I'm on Honey and Haven's page now, but up until this point, it wouldn't even show this. It showed nothing. And it says page cannot load. <laughs> and it was so funny because Christian, it's still doing this. And Christian was like, don't fix it. Just don't <laughs> fix it. Like that's the Lord doing yeah. it. Good husband you, right you know? there. It's the kindness <laughs> of the Lord. So sometimes you yeah. you really do take initiative, but then sometimes the Lord's like, I'll do it for you. you. Broken. Yeah. Like it's done. Yeah. It's out, you know? And so, anyways, man, this turned into such a great conversation. And um, maybe you you don't have friends in your life like this yet, but hopefully we can be friends from mm-hmm. afar to encourage you in this. And hopefully you can be that friend to other people and start this in your own community. Like mm-hmm. I said, it, it really wasn't until this year and this past year of my life. Life, that I started confessing things to people. I confessed things to God because that was easier for me, but not to people because that's so much scarier because they can mm-hmm. walk away. And then I have found like the true power in that because now I don't fight these battles in my mind all the time. I'm not fighting these battles internally. I'm fighting them with friends who love me and care about me, who are going to speak truth to me, who are going to hold me accountable, who are going to pray with me in it. And uh, we've all done the same thing for each other and the friends that are in our life. We're so grateful for that. So this turned out to be an incredible podcast. Thank you to Julie. I've told my this in the car. It is like 
such a gift to watch what God's doing in y'all's life from afar. So encouraging to see other people truly 100% living uh, for the gospel. As I said, y'all aren't just influencers. Y'all are followers of Jesus, and that's influencing the world. And Mm -hmm. we're grateful. We couldn't cheer y'all on more um, for all the things that God's doing. And I love that y'all are plugged into y'all's local ministry and learning so much and growing. And I can't wait to see all that God does in your life and to be y'all's friend through it all. We love y'all Thanks so for much. Having us. Yeah. I, I really feel like we really should, um, if we have time, just like say a quick prayer over people listening that maybe are enslaved to the opinions of people or struggling with anxiety or totally. even bound in sexual totally. sin. Um, so I don't yeah. know. I feel like that could Absolutely. be really, really. I'd love to do that. And guys, it's been an amazing weekend. This has been yeah. so amazing. This has been so awesome. Friday? 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 Yeah, I know, right? It's been so Thursday fun. Thursday to Friday, that's it. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for having us, though. Yeah. I feel like we've, like, we've even prayed over friendships <clears throat> and just, like, encouraging friendships of, like, people. And so it's just crazy that you reached out and we're here. And even you and I, two-hour workout this morning, by the way. Christian, don't Romance. play. It and it's just like, hours. it was two hours. He's like, it's hour <laughs> 20. Like, it was an hour 20. Yeah. 7 30 to 9.30. I tell him that all the time. I'm like, like your workouts are longer minutes. than you think. Long. No. But Christian, I think even like something, like, I feel like we developed a really cool friendship this weekend. Yeah, for and sure. I'm thankful for you yeah. in your life. Thank you. And uh, you're a special man. You are too. Aww. We already uh, cried together earlier. Know, we so did too. Our moment before Friday. It was. Do y'all want to pray? Who would spray? Absolutely. Grant, you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father, we just, we pray for every single soul right now in this room. And Lord, everybody watching, wherever they're at, Lord, we just, we pray right now that um, your spirit of peace would rest on them. And God, I pray that if there's anybody listening right now that is struggling with something that no one knows about, would you show them that there is freedom on the other side of confession? But Father, would you give them the wisdom on who to confess to? Would you give them a, a person or people that will meet them with truth and love, God? with so much love and so much grace. And Lord, I do pray freedom for a generation from anxiety and and suicide and cutting. And Lord, everything that the enemy is coming at, Lord, we just declare victory in the name of Jesus. And so Lord, I do pray for the people that are anxious right now and that feel like there's no way out. I pray that you would show them that your power is made perfect in their weakness. And Father, that the enemy, his number one goal is to have them hold it in the dark. And so I pray that you give them the boldness to speak it out. Lord, I pray that we would go first. I pray, I pray that Maddie, Christian, Sadie, and I, would we would lead in that, Father, to boast in our weakness and say we are fragile, but Jesus is our strength. And so, Lord, would you be everybody's strength listening right now. We praise your name. You are where true life is found. Nothing else. We praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a joke. Amen. Amen. <laughs>